Hi, this is a Life of Learning podcast. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. Today we have a very special guest. I mean, um, she's been talking about coming onto the podcast for, well, since I first started the podcast. And we didn't, we had some topics that we wanted to discuss, but this time we've got a really, really, really good topic to discuss. And I'll, um, I'll let my niece Lauren introduce herself and tell us what we're going to talk about. Hiya, my name's Lauren Lee and I've just been backpacking for six months. I've done some of it with friends and some of it completely on my own. So I'd like to talk today about being a female solo traveller around Southeast Asia and Australia. Brilliant. Lauren, I must admit, when you first said that you were going to go travelling on your own, obviously I was, uh, I I mean, I I knew you could do it, but as an uncle, you're always going to have a little bit of... (laughs) You know, yeah. you're going to always worry a little bit, but I'll tell you what, I mean, I know you went away for, yeah, you went away for nearly six months, was it six months, did you say? Yeah, just, it was like five months and three weeks, so I oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, but I mean, you watched that in our group chat, so mm-hmm. uh, it felt like that you were still, you know, living um, sort, of, sort of like up north, so it didn't yeah. feel like that you were actually, you know, thousands of miles away, and I think that's one good thing about sort of like communications nowadays, is yeah. that you can, you know, you whatever you did that day, you posted, and yeah. we can see exactly what you did. Yeah, absolutely, and it was good for like my parents as well, because I think one thing they were really worried about, especially when I went solo, was yeah. not being able to know what I was doing, where I was, so I was making yeah. sure I was constantly calling them, FaceTiming them, and then when I actually saw them again, when I got back to the UK, it yeah. felt like no time had gone by, because I've been speaking to them so much, so it didn't even feel like I'd even been away. <laughs> yeah, that's right, and I'll tell you what, let's, go, let's back up a little bit, because my brother, um obviously your uncle les he traveled around the world twice and um this was i don't know this was probably maybe 20 30 years probably about 30 years ago and we never had any internet or anything like that so i really never knew where he was i mean he he would (laughs) ring every now and again but obviously you know speed up to now you know the communications have got a lot better and uh yeah yeah, i can't imagine what my mum was going through (laughs) not knowing where my uncle les was so yeah things, things have changed yeah absolutely and i can't even imagine not being able to contact people all the time and because of like whatsapp you can mm. call anyone as, as long as you've got connection like you can call yeah. anyone from anywhere i would could literally yeah. be on sometimes you'd be in the middle of the ocean and i could text my mom and be like hi just on a boat trip like and back <laughs> in the day that was just unheard of and even if you wanted to speak to someone when you're away you had to pay loads to, to make a call didn't you yeah yeah that's right yeah. that's right and yeah. that person had to be i mean there was no mobile phone so that person yeah. had to be at home so if you missed yeah, the call exactly. you missed the call yeah so yeah. i think i think that's really helped with um with traveling nowadays isn't it don't you think yeah absolutely it makes it so much more accessible for young people especially women as well who get really worried about walking down the street at night on their own I'd constantly be able to speak to people so I'd never feel like I you know made sure I was never feeling unsafe it was was, honestly it's perfect okay I mean we spoke about doing this podcast in fact it was almost what a couple of days when you came back you yeah. said that oh, I want to be on your podcast Uncle Reg and yeah. we said okay I wonder what we could talk about then we just came up with sort of like tips on traveling yes. the yeah. world yeah from a almost from a female perspective because that's what we want to try and emphasize some of these tips that um, Lauren's mm. going to provide will be for both but it's mm-hmm. going to be based from a female perspective correct yeah absolutely so I've got five tips 
to help with solo traveling as a female but uh, they can be applied to both male and female but obviously I'm doing them from a female perspective and my experiences of yeah being a female traveling by myself yeah and yeah what, what I want to do as well we want to try and highlight some of the things that women will think of that mm-hmm. men probably won't even you know won't even bat an eyelid they'll just do stuff and uh, yeah but women will you know will think twice maybe three times before they'll think yeah. about doing things yeah absolutely okay yeah. cool right Lauren take it away what's your first first tip fab okay so my first tip is a pretty simple one but it's basically just to make friends so as <laughs> a, a woman on your own when it gets to night time and you've got to go and get some dinner one thing I found so helpful was having like loads of friends so that you were never really walking by yourself in the dark so in some countries you'd go to the transport so for example um where would I say some places in Bali when it was a little bit quieter and there wasn't as much transport um when I was by myself and I wanted to go and get dinner I didn't really want to walk alone so by making friends and having a big group of people to go out with to do things with it made things so much better for me um and I think another thing with having friends as well is that when you want to go and do excursions it's such a fantastic thing to have loads of people with you to make friends in the hostel go and do it with them then sometimes you come back after after the excursion you go for dinner dinner you go for a night out and it's just it's just brilliant I think I mean most people obviously go into traveling wanting to make friends but I would just suggest trying to you know as a female build connections with people make friends and um and it makes parts of your trip so much easier for sure yeah okay let's let's talk about um you know what you actually did because I mean you went out there backpacking essentially and you were staying in hostels so I'm assuming most of the time you were making friends was in that environment or not yeah yeah absolutely so um I was staying in hostels when I was on my own I only stayed in hostels um, and the hostels in Southeast Asia are so social they've got like social spaces they've got um uh, normally the bathrooms are pretty social because they're massive mm-hmm. and there's loads of people in them all the time so yeah. you end up speaking to people uh, in the hostel uh, the, the majority of the time I was making friends it tended to be in the room when I was just messing around and packing my bag and someone would walk in with their backpack on you'd get chatting to them and there it seems to be so many English people traveling as well so you've already got a bit of common ground there um and then you just kind of say oh you know what are you doing for dinner this evening and then people be like, oh I'm gonna go here I want to try this restaurant out and then you end up kind of uh, going together and then you sometimes go into the common room to wait for them for dinner and then you'll meet someone else and they'll be like oh I'm gonna go and get some dinner can I come with you and then you end up getting a group of five people when you turn up on your own and then you've got loads of people to go to dinner with so it's quite um I'd say making friends traveling is very easy especially when you're in hostels because I think being in hotels you're a little bit more isolated um but in hostels it's it's very easy very yeah. easy to make friends uh, and one thing about hostels as well it's a mm. lot cheaper than the hotels <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so cheap but you know it's actually quite funny that some hostels are more expensive than hotels because they're really really social and people like that like social aspect of traveling so you can actually go to a hotel that can be like five pound a night um and then go to a hostel and that can be like 12 pound a night but because they've got a reputation you sometimes find they're a little bit more expensive but so worth it 
so worth it. Yeah. And just give us an idea of these hostels, because I've, 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 I've stayed in a hostel before many years ago, yeah. and the ho- that, hostel was, that hostel was pretty good. But I yeah. know, um, I don't know, I think they, sometimes they get a bad rap um, yeah. in terms yeah. of the conditions and stuff like that. I, I, from the pictures that you sent me, most of yeah. them look pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, it's really hit or miss with hostels. You can go to some hostels and be, and they can be really nice, really clean, uh, really comfortable beds, really nice little space. And then you go to some hostels and you can find there's bed bugs all over the bed. Do you know, I mean, you have to be really, really careful. Um, mm-hmm. We got, we were quite... Um, I mean, when I was traveling with some girls initially, we were really careful when we were checking the beds uh, every time we went into a hostel because we'd gone to one place and seen bed bugs. So you have to be Mm. super, super careful. So Mm. what people tend to do when they're booking hostels is use the app Hostel World. Mm-hmm. which is um, really good. You type in the location that you're going to, it comes up with loads of different hostels and it gives you all the ratings. And the people that tend to be staying in these hostels tend to be young people similar to you, want the same things, want the yeah. same level of cleanliness. So they rate the cleanliness, they rate the experience, the social aspect of it. So you can really get an idea of what kind of hostel will be for you because mm-hmm. some hostels are slightly quieter. And if you want a bit of a quieter vibe, you can see that from the reviews. So it's quite helpful. But in, in general, in Southeast Asia, the hostels were, were quite nice. But I mean, we'd get to certain, you'd just be like, what is this? Um, but in general, yeah, I was, I was really happy with the standard of hostels. And you said that, what was it? What was that app called? Hostel World. Okay, we're going to put that into the show notes so people can use yeah. that. I'm yeah. sure people that are planning to travel will, will know about that app, but we'll make it known absolutely. to people. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You, you, I mean, you'd recommend yeah. that then, yeah? Oh, yeah, 100%. I booked all my hostels on Hostel World. Uh, okay. To be honest, book, booking.com as well is really good. You can find hostels and cheap hotels on there if you fancy having like a hotel one night. Um, obviously, booking.com is quite, you know, you can use it in England as well, but in in um, in Asia, it's really good there. So, yeah, okay. booking.com and Hostel World. Okay, so you had two tips in one there. You had make friends and yeah. uh, use Hostel World. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think another thing about, um, you know, being in the hostels and making friends is there was there's times where I'd wake up in the morning and I'd be in a really bad mood and I wouldn't want to go in, out of my way to go and sort out an excursion. But I didn't want to just lie in my bed all day. So, you know, if you're chatting with people the night before and they say they're going on an excursion and taking out the mopeds, you can just say, oh, do you mind if I can just jump on the back of your moped? And then it's just it's just so easy. And then you don't have to worry about going anywhere, getting an excursion. It's just really like it's really good to, to do that. And um yeah, that's another good little thing. <laughs> okay. All right, then, yeah, yeah. so, uh, yeah, make yeah. friends. I really, I yeah. think if you're the type of person that's going to travel around the world, yeah, I think you're going to be that type of person that yeah. would, yeah, would, would, would want to do things like that, would make, would want to make friends, yeah. Yeah, it's a simple tip, but I think it's just so handy. And, like, when you get a good big group of you as well, sometimes they do discounts and do offers. So, yeah. for example, when I was in the Philippines, we met a group of girls, and the trip was going to be, like, 25 30 pounds and we managed to get it down to like 15 pounds each because we got a big group of us so just you know being social can be um super helpful as well as obviously being fun having friends but it can actually be helpful in your like in your trip if you know what I mean and for and for and for safety because if you're in a big group as well that that kind of helps oh absolutely yeah absolutely Cool. Yeah, okay. Sure. No, that's that's a good one. Make friends. Yeah. Right. What's yeah. your second tip? 
So my second tip is um, I basically had five important things that I checked every time I left my accommodation, my hostel, my hotel, wherever I was staying. I made sure that well, while I was packing and just as I was leaving the door, I checked my five important things. So everyone's five important things are going to be different for them. So everyone laughs at one of mine. But <laughs> my main ones, my main ones are the, are the classics. So passport, phone, wallet. Because obviously, if you lose them, especially being on your own, that can be really, really difficult. You know, if you don't have a purse and you're on the other side of the world by yourself, you know, where are you going to get, what are you going to do? Do you know what I mean? It makes things really, really hard. Um, Obviously, that's quite obvious, but I think it's really important just to triple check those things before you leave anywhere. Because when you get comfortable in a hostel, your stuff's kind of everywhere. You bring your stuff onto bed with you and you easily lose things in your duvet cover or under your pillow or something like that. So just make sure you check your bed, check your bags and make sure you've got those important things. So as I said, my first three were passport, phone and wallet. And then my other two were my Kindle and my retainer. <laughs> so <laughs> Kindle's obviously not like crucial, uh, but my like my retainer to me is very crucial because I don't want to lose that. <laughs> so I always made sure I checked that anywhere, any, anywhere I went, I made sure I had those five important things. So on my last, I believe it was my last day. No, it was my second to last day of backpacking. And I'd gone to Malaysia. So I'd gone to Malaysia for three days um, for my final little bit of traveling. And I woke up in the morning and I had to properly check into the hostel. So I had to give them my passport. So I went into my bag to get my passport and it wasn't anywhere. I could not find it anywhere. And I just started to lose my head. I was so stressed. I started to cry. I started to ask everyone in the hostel if they could help me find it. I was honestly, I was panicking. I was like, it was just horrible. I was looking everywhere. Everyone in the hostel was just searching my bed all over the place. I went down and checked with the security. I checked the reception. I even had the courtesy to say, it must have been stolen. It must have been stolen. I was so stressed. Mm. And it turns out that um, because I had a night flight the night before and I arrived at the hostel at like 3am, I was very, very tired. And I tried to take my hostel, uh, my passport up to bed with me and it got trapped in the curtain of the bed. So someone found it and thank God they found it because I was flying home like literally 24 hours after. So <laughs> if I hadn't found that then, oh, it was horrible. So just check your passport all the time, basically, because yeah. it was just so stressful. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think the first three definitely are probably going to yeah. be common for most people. Absolutely. I think, yeah, um, yeah the other two maybe, um, yeah, maybe more personal, personal for them. Yeah, more personal <laughs> yeah. for them. Yeah. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to think what would be for me. I think it would probably yeah. be my Rubik's Cube, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Well, yeah. yeah that'd, be mean, one, that'd be one of them, but yeah. It's got to be personal to everyone because, yeah, Kindle and Retainer are something that everyone's going to have or bring with them. But for me, if I lost my Kindle, my Kindle was, like, so helpful to me on long journeys. Like, I love reading, you know, when you're lying on the beach and stuff like that. And my Retainer's just, like, they've been really expensive to get another one. (laughs) I just thought I did not want to lose that. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I like Mm. that because that's something something really simple. But I think it, it could save you a whole world of pain. 
absolutely absolutely and yeah. I did six months and apart from my minor little mishap with the passport being misplaced <laughs> I yeah. didn't lose any of my five items because I checked Good. them mm-hmm. so many times before I left anywhere so mm-hmm. I mean when you're on your own and you lose your passport that would just be it just yeah. makes it so difficult even yeah. your phone like everything's on your phone nowadays especially yeah. um you know when you go to new countries you need your covid pass you need all these sorts of things if you don't have your mm-hmm. phone you you know yeah. even your boarding pass for the plane it's sometimes on your phone so yeah yeah you know having that is super important no nah, i'll tell you what that's a really good tip it's something simple mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, no, that, that's 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 no, that's a good one. Yeah. Right, okay. What's your third one then? So my third tip is um so I every time I arrived at the airport for a new country, you can buy a SIM card in every airport that is specific to that country. So most SIM cards, like British SIM cards, work in all these other countries, but they rack up quite a bill um if you're using your like data and stuff mm-hmm. so what i do every time i'd reach a new country is buy myself a sim card they'll input it in your phone for you you set that they'll do that for you so they'll put it in for you you don't have to worry about having like a key to change the sim they'll do it all for you literally give them the phone um you pay the bill and they pop it in for you sort it all out make sure it all works and it's so handy being able to have data when you're on your own because without that you know google maps is on your phone so if you don't have connection and you're walking by yourself um yeah. you know sometimes i'd be in places at night and I'd, I'd i'd walk somewhere and if i didn't have any connection i wouldn't have known where to go and you can sometimes mm-hmm. maybe end up in a place where you feel quite unsafe mm-hmm. um so having a sim card is was like such a pivotal part of my trip because um it made me feel comfortable as a solo female to do these mm-hmm. things by myself you know what I mean mm. so yeah um I'd say that was a massive massive tip so when I arrived in Singapore I because I was only there for three days I did buy a sim card and I massively regretted that because then I had to get the subway and walk to my hostel and I didn't have a clue where I was going <laughs> I kept I kept walking down the street the same street back and forth back and forth and I just kept without realizing passing the hostel because I didn't have maps mm. And I didn't have connection. And then it was mm. getting dark. And I mean, Singapore is an extremely safe place anyway. I didn't feel particularly yeah. unsafe. But yeah. when you're going down these quieter roads, no matter what, how safe an area is, you do start to feel a bit like, right, I really want to get inside now. So mm. if I'd had a SIM card then, I could have avoided that issue. But yeah, um, everywhere else I went, I made sure I had one. Yeah, so you'd recommend even if you're only staying for maybe a few days or whatever, yeah. still get a SIM card just 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 for just for peace of mind. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're so cheap. They can be about. Um, I think in um, where was it in Bali? I think I think they were about four pound, five pound, or something for a SIM card, oh, and they yeah. give you like. 40 gigs of data or something where it depends which plan you go for it gives you so much data I always another tip as well I always go over on my data I get more data than I need so I never run out of it when I'm by myself because if you get to a place and feeling safe and then you're using your data and then it suddenly cuts out and you've got nothing that would just be not not very nice so yeah um yeah I just think it's a really good tip and a lot of people didn't know that I didn't know about getting a sim card I didn't know that you had to get one specific to each country's um it was something someone it was on a, a YouTube channel about a female solo traveller. 
okay. who said get sim cards when you go to these places so i definitely recommend doing that to save you getting right. as lost yeah. as i did in singapore <laughs> <laughs> but you but you said always get more data than you think you're going to need yeah well. absolutely yeah. absolutely okay. because the thing is you go to some places and you've got no wi-fi and you just want to like you know you just want to call someone or you want to um I don't know relax wind down watch a bit of Netflix on your phone I don't know if you don't have any if the wi-fi is rubbish as well you can just use your data um and as I say you know when I'm walking alone at night if I didn't have any data on my data cut out I'd much Mm -hmm. I'd be I'd be more thankful for myself for paying an extra like two pounds to get more data and feel safe than Mm -hmm. walking the streets at night with no data flowing yeah no that's interesting And, and you said you found that tip on um a YouTube video yeah yeah, I think there's a woman called um, Backpacking Bananas and she does um, really good YouTube videos about being a female solo traveller. So that's one thing that really helped um, me coming out, uh, knowing that you could do that. OK, cool. I'll put that into the show notes as well yeah. so people can um, yeah. so people can be guided and uh, be guided towards that. OK, uh, right. OK, no, that's that's a good tip. Yeah. Buy yeah. a SIM card and yeah. get more data than you think you're going to need because you just never know. Absolutely. Yeah. I think most people do have SIM cards when you're there and you can either get them straight at the airport when you arrive or you can get them from like sometimes little corner shops or yeah. convenience shops, convenience stores have them. But I yeah. tend to get it as soon as I arrive at the airport, just because then I can um book myself a taxi um and it's much easier so for example the same thing happened in malaysia i got to malaysia i was only there for a few days so i didn't have a sim card um and it was in the middle of the night so there was nowhere for me to actually buy a sim card because everything Mm. was kind of shut off and i couldn't find a taxi anywhere and the only taxis that i could find were charging me an extortionate amount Mm. but if i'd had a sim card and i could have just downloaded um a a taxi app then yeah you know yeah. Um, it would have saved a lot of time and that kind of leads me on to my next tip actually about yeah. taxis <laughs> yeah um, so the next tip is to download the grab app uh, if mm-hmm. you're traveling southeast asia so the grab app is like a taxi service and it also provides mopeds as well in bali so it's valid in singapore malaysia indonesia the philippines thailand vietnam um, and Cambodia I didn't go to Cambodia but it's it's valid there as well so if you download this app you can basically just get it's like uber essentially but mm. with mopeds as well mm-hmm. so you can order food on the app you can book taxis on the app you can get a moped on the app and having that app is just like an absolute lifesaver because being able to book a taxi or a moped is just like it just when you you don't want to be walking home like if you you know half an hour away from home the app is just so easy it's everyone uses it there there's constantly grab drivers around it's um it's really really useful and okay. the drivers are safe as well which is i think yeah. one thing people get worried about like hopping on the back of a random person's moped um it's quite dangerous really but the drivers are really good they all drive from when they're about 15 years old so you feel like really safe on the back of these mopeds um and even if it's like you know sometimes I'd be too lazy and I couldn't be bothered to walk like 15 minutes away to go and get some food so I just jump on the back of a ped on the back of a grab ped and it'd be like two pound or something to get me you know yeah you know 15 minutes away or something and it was just so convenient um 
so I yeah. definitely recommend getting that app for sure yeah that sounds fun being yeah it was it was it was really fun as well like, it's so much better than just like I don't know getting in a I mean getting in a taxi is great obviously that's really handy if there were no mopeds in Bali I would have got in a taxi but in, in Bali you've got to get on the mopeds they're so fun um and they give you a helmet and everything so you feel super safe it's just mm, mm. have you ever been on the back of a moped uh no I don't think I have I don't think I have so that's one thing that you've done more than me than yeah. <laughs> well to, to be honest and I'm talking about my trip is obviously from the perspective of someone who can't ride a moped a yeah. lot of people who travel at Southeast Asia do ride the mopeds especially okay. females as well they find it um a lot of women do ride them out there but I just mm. I think I'm a bit of a danger hazard on the road so I didn't think it would be safe for me to drive one yeah. but um, a lot of women do get them and I mean then I guess you wouldn't there'll be not as much need for you to have the grab app because you could just ride the moped um, apart from obviously after a night out having a grab app's good because you don't want to be riding them under the influence because that is just so dangerous and you hear about so many like crashes and stuff yeah sure so yeah, I definitely recommend. Uh, definitely have a try on the moped as well. Definitely, um, if you if you're going traveling, definitely give it a try. I did I did ride one, but I was not very good, and I tried to brake and then ended up accelerating, and it was a disaster. <laughs> so I was like, I oh, don't think I'm safe to be on the road, so I'll just stick to the grab app. <laughs> yeah, good. Okay, okay. So I mean that that must have been, um, especially sort of like being on your own, sort of like. Yeah. Um, instead of walking places yeah. where you're not that maybe familiar with this was yeah. probably this was probably pretty good yeah it was really good and like I mean especially in Bali the, the streets were often like you get really like busy main roads but then the back alley streets were really quiet and not that mm. I felt I didn't feel unsafe or mm. and I don't think they're particularly dangerous but I don't personally, as a female, like walking dark streets on my own. Yes. And I can imagine many females would agree with me on that one. Yeah. Um, so having that app makes things so much easier, especially after a night out. You don't want to be walking home after having a few drinks. <laughs> Not feeling safe. Yeah. You know, yeah. but things do happen. You've got to be really careful. You have to be really safe. And yeah. Um, yeah. that app, I'd say, was like a massive, a massive, massive help for me, for yeah. sure. I must admit, um, I'm not um, that uh, comfortable about going dark and down dark as well. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I don't think anyone really is. I, yeah. think it's right. I don't think anyone wants to be walking down yeah. dark alleys. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, I, no, I agree. Something that, you know, um, mm. you've got to be more conscious about, um, you know, as, as a female. So I, I, I get that. Right, so Lauren, coming up to your final tip, before we uh, talk about your final tip, I know mm -hmm. you started off uh, sort of like in a group and then mm -hmm. you transitioned as a sort mm -hmm. of like a tra solo traveller. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, can you just tell us what that transition was like and, you know, sort of like what the difference was like? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd say one thing is... Um, in terms of the social aspect when you're traveling with people to start with you obviously socialize you meet people but you're not as worried about making friends because you've already got friends with you so while yeah. I was still making friends meeting people going out with people I was quite happy that I was with two of my good friends from home so I didn't really feel like mm -hmm. uh, you know almost that like uh, as much pressure to make friends because mm -hmm. um you know we were even in when we were in Sri Lanka we were traveling together the transport from place to place we'd get a tuk-tuk so yes. most of the time when you're in Sri Lanka you'd get like a bus anywhere the buses, mm -hmm. are, the buses are crazy in Sri Lanka 
and um, <laughs> we because we were a group we could just get tuk tuks and yeah. it'd be like you know split the price by three yeah. Yeah. and um you don't have to worry as much uh, with things like that and i'd say you know another thing would be that transitioning from being in a group to solo you definitely just have to be much more on your toes mm -hmm. because if you were to as I say if you to lose your purse or your phone you can't use your friends as backup you're completely <laughs> on your own and you have to like you have to make sure that you're not losing any of your like valuable items so when I transitioned from being with my friends to being solo when I was checking those five important things I was checking them a lot like I was checking them about four times before I left any hostel when normally I check that twice and be like fine cool let's go when you're by yourself you have to make sure you're really on your toes with stuff um but yeah I'd say it was it was strange because I think I initially um wasn't planning to do any solo traveling so it was definitely really scary as well you know mm -hmm. I, I turned up in Singapore and I just had like my backpack on and I was like oh my god like, I stepped out of the airport and I was just thinking this is, I'm completely on my own on the other side of the world. Like, what am I going to do? Like, this is weird, <laughs> but it's so freeing as well, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it sounds like you make a more of a conscious effort to, you know, to make friends and uh, sort of be more, even more outgoing. I mean, you're an outgoing person anyway, but, yeah. you know, this sort of like... Yeah. Um, uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. You have to be um you know really oh yeah as I said I, I am outgoing you know mm. when I was with my friends I did speak yeah. to people I was still making friends but when you're on your own you really do have to um make a effort and it, sometimes mm. your social battery can get quite drained you can just have a day where you're meeting people all the time and you do tend to be having quite similar conversations with everyone oh where are you traveling to where have you been what are yeah. you doing and you can sometimes just be a bit like exhausted by it yeah. so and another thing is when I was exhausted, when I was tired, when I just wanted to rest and, and maybe not be in a hostel for the night, um, when I was with my friends, we could book a hotel and split it between three. Yeah, but sure. um, I wouldn't get hotels by myself because mm. in Bali, you know, hotels were a little bit more expensive. Yeah, um, sure. In other places, they were cheaper. But as I was on my own in Bali, um, I, you know, hotels more expensive. So it was your social battery definitely does get drained. But um it, it's just it was just it was great I loved I had to love being by myself it was fab mm. you, you know everything you do then when you get from one place to the next it feels like more of an achievement because you've done it all on your own without the support of anyone else um you know when I found out that um mm. you know you transitioned to a solo traveler and you know obviously when you came back I'll tell you what, I was so proud of you because I think you learned a yes. lot um yeah. you know from being a solo traveler about yourself and mm -hmm. everything didn't you absolutely yeah I think you get so much time by yourself I mean I said that in Bali I'm pretty sure I spent about 10 minutes on my own <laughs> so, so many people all over the place but you do you know get time when you're on your own and you're reflecting on things and you just I don't know you learn about how you handle situations without anyone that you know around you without those comforts of home and mm. you, I was in a I was in a taxi once and I accidentally booked the taxi to the wrong place mm -hmm. um the wrong hostel it was labeled wrongly on on maps and I ended up in the middle of these streets in Indonesia and I didn't know where I was 
And normally in a situation like that, I would just get upset. I'd call my mom and be like, mom, help me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I did call my mom, but, <laughs> but, but I had to, she was like, I can't help you. You have to sort it out yourself. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So you really have to like, I don't know. You just have to figure things out without, I, I find I used to rely on people a lot. And now I'm like, yeah. I can really just do things on my own. You know, yeah. you have to, when you're on the other side of the world, by yourself in the middle of nowhere, you have to figure it out. Otherwise, you know, you're the well, only well, person who can save yourself in that situation. Exactly. I mean, you really have got no choice. Literally yeah. no choice. <laughs> exactly. 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 I had no choice. I couldn't sit on the side of the road and just cry because I wouldn't, I would have ended up just on the side of the road all night. And you don't have that, you know, when I was with my friends, you had that support network. If we were ever yeah, lost sure. anywhere, there was three minds to the task mm -hmm. to figure mm -hmm. out where we needed to go. Um, if anything happened, you know, when we went through any issues, if someone lost a bit of money or something, There'd be three of us there, three brands yeah. figuring yeah, out how sure. to move forward, coming up with a solution. But mm -hmm. when you're on, you can't let the panic of some situations take over. You have to really snap into almost like fight or flight. Yeah. <laughs> like you have to just <laughs> snap into action. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, you know, when I got, you know, when I was on those streets in the middle of Bali and I didn't know where I was, it's scary because I was I walked down the street to find the hostel, and there were some men looking at me, and I was like, oh, "This is horrible." It was yeah. really horrible, and I had to right. What do I do now? I'm going to go back onto the main road again, so I'm surrounded around people, and then yeah. I'm going to book myself another taxi. I'm going to figure out where this is. I'm going to contact my hostel and find out where I need to go. And you just have to, you yeah. know, plan and back into yeah go go mode <laughs> okay okay yeah. i tell you what can you just uh, tell the listeners your itinerary you know the yes. countries that, yes. that that you that, that you went to because um yeah i think that'd be interesting yeah absolutely so i started off in sri lanka so i did a month in sri lanka i then did thailand for a month and then i went from thailand to vietnam um, and when I went to these countries, I traveled like the whole of them as well. I did like north to south of all of these countries. Um, so, yeah, sorry, Sri Lanka, Thailand, Vietnam, then Singapore I did by myself. That was the first country I did on my own. That was for a few days. And then I went to Australia with some people that I met in Thailand. So I did just under a month in Australia, about three and a half weeks in Australia. And then I went from Australia to Indonesia Bali on my own and I did a month there so I did the entirety of Bali on my own and then I went from Bali to the Philippines for three weeks where I met up with my cousin Jalayla your daughter <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we did three weeks in the Philippines together and then I flew from the Philippines to Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia where I spent a few days there and then okay. I flew home from there. That's for London Heathrow. Cool. Right, I'm going to ask you a loaded question. I don't want anyone in these countries to feel any offence or anything like that. But which was <laughs> your favourite country? <laughs> uh, my favourite country has to be the Philippines. It was just beautiful. It was really, like, it was just so pretty. The natural beauty, the water, it was just like crystal blue, the snorkeling, the, the wildlife, the waterfalls, the people, everything. It was just fantastic. Um, it was actually rainy season when we went to the Philippines. So they usually avoid you, um, tell you to avoid Philippines in the rainy season. So the main rainy season is like July to August and then it kind of fades out in September. So I went in like on the 29th of August when it's kind of 
fading out a bit mm-hmm. and I was actually lucky enough to have three weeks of fantastic weather I wasn't stopped like no I had no days off to rain or anything it was really beautiful weather and actually when I left um, there was like a typhoon so yeah. I was really lucky I managed to get really lucky with the weather there so definitely be careful when you do go to the Philippines and just make sure you're going at the right time yeah, because yeah. people's trips can be completely ruined by that but I mean yeah. I was lucky enough to to not be but oh it was just beautiful really yeah. like just stunning so many islands so much like natural beauty it's not really it's not you know you go to some places and it's kind of like Dubai or something like that it's quite like Mm -hmm. built up and a bit more like fake this is like Mm -hmm. somewhere that's got just complete like natural beauty it was amazing the the pictures that you sent us Mm -hmm, those mm -hmm. were yeah those Mm -hmm. were yeah amazing the scenery just the the the, the sea you never yeah it was yeah Yeah. it was unbelievable those pictures yeah so I I, I thought you would say the Philippines (laughs) yeah it was it was just so good and I think the activities we did canyoneering which is where you're basically just doing cliff jumps and like doing this big walk through this lagoon and you're doing cliff jumps into like waterfalls and oh it's just absolutely stunning um and then we did like swimming with the whale sharks we did island hopping days we went to these beautiful lagoons and we kayak around these lagoons it was stunning really really stunning so yeah and I think my second would then be Indonesia and I'd say that the reason why it's so high up on my list of the eight places that I went to is because um I did it on my own and Mm. for me that really made the trip the fact I was by myself because I made friends with so many great people and it felt really like an eye-opening experience that actually I can travel by myself for a month and have a great time do you know what I mean so for me Bali was also up there yeah so so traveling by yourself sort of like um gave you a lot more confidence yeah 100% I feel like a different almost like a different person coming back yeah I feel like I'm just capable of more things especially because I went out not with like without the intention of actually solo traveling to then solo travel I'm really proud that I was able to do that going out I thought I will not be able to solo travel travel. I thought I've not got enough space for navigation I'm going to get lost all the time I've not got street smarts but it turns out I do yeah (laughs) Um, yeah yeah and I would say if any women are out there thinking is it worth some is it worth solo traveling you know is it scary is it safe it's safe do it you know you've just got to make sure that you're um kind of if you're downloading the grab app and you're being mindful and being on your toes you'll you know just do it it's it's amazing yeah well I mean you've done it and uh yeah. you know I mean I always say that you know certain things that I do you know if I can do it then <laughs> yeah absolutely you know, you know yeah that's what I think if I can do it then literally anyone can do it I can't even get from my like my house to the end of the street without getting lost and I managed to be absolutely fine I didn't miss any flights I didn't lose any important things so I really think if you're ever considering doing it then do it like it's just yeah. amazing yeah, and I don't, I don't want to say that in a bad way because essentially you never went out to do solo traveling and you no. did it and it was something that you probably would you that wasn't the plan but you managed to transition mm-hmm. and have mm-hmm. a good time yeah. and you know and, and, and you made the most of it absolutely yeah I mean it's mm-hmm. just when you're out there and you I think because I started off with people 
my confidence was gained. So if I had to go out straight away solo to Sri Lanka, I think it would have been a lot harder for me. Because I gained confidence, because I had almost these five tips that I've given in my mind, I knew these things and I was really familiar with how to travel because I've been doing it for like three months. I felt so much more comfortable going on my own. Um, So maybe it's worth, you know, if you're thinking solo traveling, if you're nervous about it, going out with people to start with and then doing some on your own. It just depends, you know, it just I yeah I'm so I'm so glad that I did it I'm so glad I did it it was so it really helped me build my confidence and yeah um you know I mean I was lucky enough to do bits on my own to do bits with people with family with friends with my partner so it's I had a really great experience with it all really and and to be honest and it sounds like you know whatever you face in the future you know, you've had some sort of like tough times, you know, abroad, you know, some moments <laughs> yeah. where you've had yeah. to really think on your feet and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, you know, that, that's going to hold you in good stead for the future, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, 100 mm-hmm. percent. It's really, as I say, it's built, built my confidence so much. And, um, I, you know, I've got a friend actually who's really considering doing solo traveling, but she's too worried. So I'm trying to help and give her these tips and stuff <laughs> and tell her like it's so it's so worth it. Um, you know it's yeah I could recommend it to anyone it was just the most amazing experience I've ever had and I'll 100% be doing more for sure uh, and now it's great because I've got that confidence in solo traveling if I ever want to do a trip now I don't have to wait for anyone else to say yes I can just do it yeah yeah as Nike says just do it <laughs> yeah exactly as Nike says just do it <laughs> yeah we're not getting sponsored by Nike on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true very true <laughs> right uh, and, and the final tip because um yeah the final tip and I, and, and I know you sent this to me before but I love yeah. this final tip because yeah. it sort of like encompasses everything that we've kind of spoken about so yeah absolutely so my final tip is just go with an open mind and don't plan everything too much because you the flexibility of traveling is what makes it so special and you know having really rigid plans can sometimes not 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 ruin your trip but the flexibility is just so important so one thing I'd say is that if you book things in advance and you've got to travel to a place so for example um when me and um my cousin obviously Jalayla were in the Philippines we had a flight booked um that was taking us to another island and Jalayla's plan was to travel to the place where the to travel to the um, the city where the airport was the day of the flight mm-hmm. and from my experience I said no no we're not doing that we're traveling there the day before because Southeast Asia transport is very slow it's never on time and mm-hmm. you stop about a million and one times so mm-hmm. always always um make sure you make room for delay and if Uh you plan things too much you lose that room for delay yeah so by having more flexibility um you don't have to worry too much if you if the bus doesn't arrive or if you um end up getting on a bus and you end up getting stuck in traffic and you're on there for like 20 hours instead of 15 do you know what I mean so Uh definitely just allow room for flexibility I think when you're in the Philippines, it's a little bit harder because you book you have to book flights from island to island and flights are going up. So we did try and book them in advance. Yeah. But in general, everywhere else I went, I didn't book anything 
in you know in advance really because I just think just go with the flow also yeah. you can get to places that you love I've but went to some places and I was meant to stay there for two nights and you love it so much and you end up staying there for a week like mm. because you love it and if you kind of plan things you lose that flexibility that just makes it so special mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. okay let's let's talk about um I'm going to put you on the spot here. Your most sort of like memorable moment. Oh, oh my gosh, there's so many. Okay. <laughs> I've got a top five. <laughs> got, Go for it. Um, okay, okay, I'll give you my, my top five. Um, so, okay, so I'll have to say the top moment then would have to be um, the Hajang Loop in Vietnam. So if you're going to Vietnam, then you have to do the Hajang Loop. It's in the north of Vietnam. Uh, the area is called Hajang. And basically what you do is you either drive a moped or like me, get on the back of a moped and you ride around the, the mountains and it is incredible. And you see the border of China because it's kind of uh, the mountains of all Chinese mountains as well. So you can literally just see like, Oh my gosh, that's, it's incredible. The mountains are massive, they're beautiful. I've never been, you know, turned around a corner and had so many breathtaking moments in my life. It was stunning, really beautiful. Um, so there was one day where we were on the back of the mopeds and we we're riding around and I had my earphones in and like my favourite song came on and I turned this corner and the view was like something I've never seen. It was honestly incredible. Mm. Um, so we did that for three days and you stay in like homestays and local Vietnamese families like cook you food. Oh, it's just the most incredible experience. You driving around the mountains and so you see all the kind of mountain like village people. Oh, it was just incredible. You're waving at all the kids, all the kids are high-fiving you while you're on the bikes. That was just the top, one of the best things I've ever done in my whole entire life. It was incredible. Um, so that's one of them. Have you ever heard of the Hajang Loop? No, I haven't, no. It's, you know what not many people know about it but when you go backpacking <laughs> everyone talks about it as soon as you oh. get backpacking people are like have you done the hajang loop have you done the hajang loop so yeah okay. it's amazing it's amazing um my second top moment would be canyoneering in the philippines mm-hmm. so that is what i mentioned earlier when you're like walking through the lagoon and we did like a like 10 meter like cliff jumps you jump in all the waterfalls swimming in the waterfalls it is just the most beautiful scenery oh it's incredible um so that was another top moment and i think another thing about that day as well is that we went um with our hostel Mm-hmm. And we didn't know anyone in our hostel. And then we got to know them on the trip and we got on really well. And then we all went for drinks later that day. And it was just a really good day all together. Um, mm-hmm. And because we had more people there, as I said before, we made the trip, uh, the trip cheaper. So that's good. And I'd say another one of my best moments would be doing the Whitsunday's Island boat trip around the Great Barrier Reef in Australia um you basically just do three days on a boat sailing around the Great Barrier Reef you snorkel you go to Whitehaven Beach um and yeah it was incredible we swam with that manta rays and all sorts of fish and sort of beautiful corals and stuff it was amazing yeah really amazing so I think they're my top three um I'll leave it at that for now. I'll give you a top. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could keep going, honestly. I've got a top 20 and that'll take out. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, I'm sure. I mean, you know, some of the pictures that you sent, I mean, it seemed like everywhere you went to, it just looked amazing. Yeah, it was. It was insane. Honestly, just there was no country that disappointed me. Every country like lived up to the, the what I thought it was going to be and was better, better, way better. I'd say the most surprising place was Sri Lanka. That surprised me because that was incredible. Um, but yeah, amazing trip. OK, I'll tell you what now, Lauren, thanks for sharing those tips um, with, uh, with, with, with the audience and the listeners. And I think, you know, there's a lot of a uh, lot of good stuff there for people yeah. to, um, you know, for people to use when they, you know, if they wanted to go traveling. And, you know, I, I like it's this from a, a you know, female perspective as well, because oh, it is a lot different for women traveling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's nice to, you know, when I came out, traveling and it's really good to have females who've done it before to give you tips and advice and all that sort of stuff it's so helpful so I hope that yeah. can help some people yeah nah that's good I tell you what Lauren thank you very much for coming on to the podcast and uh, you're back now I know you said that you're going to go uh, traveling again so uh, we'll probably do another uh, show when you if, if and yeah. when you do traveling next time <laughs> absolutely South America next stay tuned <laughs> 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 okay thanks a lot thank you so much <laughs>